You're listening to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, Episode 69, Finding a Job Versus Finding the Job. The end of the year is a great time to evaluate how happy you are in your current role. It's also a great time to reflect on what you hoped would have happened this year for you both personally and professionally. Now, certainly the year is not over. We still have about six weeks left, and there's a lot of stuff that we need to do and we can do. But let's acknowledge this has been another crazy year with the pandemic and wondering what our work is still going to look like as we head into 2022. And because of the great resignation, many people are questioning what's next for them and their careers. What kind of job are you looking for? Whether you're looking to advance within your organization or you're looking to leverage your skills and expertise to go elsewhere, here's the one question I want to ask you today. Are you looking for a job or are you looking for the job? In today's episode, I'm going to help you explore your options for whatever is next and share with you five tips that are going to help you figure out whether you want a job or you want the job. This is the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, and I'm your host, John Nerrill. As an executive and career transition coach, I help my clients prepare, position, and promote who they are and what they do so they can show up to find a job they love or love the job they have. Let's get started. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are well. Look, a couple of little housekeeping things as we get started. I am coming off an absolutely wonderful weekend, took a long weekend, actually went down to the beach with some very dear friends. And I used to grow up in a small little town in New Jersey called Point Pleasant Beach. I grew up two blocks from the ocean. There is something really magical about this time of year, being near the water and being at the ocean when it's fall and we had great weather. We were actually down in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and it was just fantastic weather, some great friends, great food, great people, and then had a chance to see some other dear friends on our way home in Delaware. So it really was just a nice weekend. But a couple of things I just want to uh, remind you of. So we are coming up on the holidays and maybe you're looking at shopping a little bit. And certainly with inflation, things might be a little bit tighter this year. Please do not forget about your small businesses. While I was in Rehoboth, I had a chance to pick up some really great finds and just absolutely love what I was able to pick up for some people. I do love the whole idea about Christmas shopping and not going overboard, but finding things that are really intentional and purposeful for people. So do not forget to shop small businesses this year, please. Um, If you are listening to this episode and you are listening on Tuesday, November 16th, or even Wednesday, November 17th, 
I am hosting a webinar at noon Eastern on Wednesday, the 17th called The Great Resignation and what it means for your next interview. So I'll put the link up to register in the show notes. It is a free webinar, but I am going to be sharing with you the things that you need to keep in mind as you head into your next interview to help you tell your story from a greater place of value and service. So make sure to check that link in the show notes. And coming December 1st, I am launching my 14-day Build Your Mid-Career GPS Challenge. I ran this a few months earlier. I'm getting ready to launch it again. 14 days at your own pace. Every single thing that you need to cover and do to help you build your mid-career GPS in this challenge, you're going to get bits of information every single day around the four key components of building your mid-career GPS, prepare, position, promote, and show up. I will link that in the show notes as well. Would love to have you be a part of this next round. My 14-day Build Your Mid-Career GPS Challenge is a great segue into today's topic because I want to talk with you about the difference between finding a job versus finding the job. Now, when you think about your career transition, there is some degree or level of how unsatisfied you are or how stuck you are feeling. And when you think about whatever is next, it is often an internal debate about whether you're trying to find a job or you're trying to find the job. Now, I look at a job as being a very transitory process. It allows you to keep working. Maybe it's a bridge job, but it absolutely allows you to get out of a bad situation and it moves you into a role that may be similar to what you've been doing. Taking a lateral or taking a bridge job, there is nothing wrong with that. It really is dependent on what's going on in your current role and how badly you want to get out of it. A lot of times, if you are anticipating a reorganization and you are fearful that you may lose your job in the reorg, it's understandable. You just want to find another job to jump to. Maybe you're finding a job that has a slightly different scope of work. It may not be a job you're super thrilled about, but it gets you out of a situation and moves you into something that you believe is initially better, even if it is for the short term. Now, when you want the job, put it in air quotes, right? When you want the job. It's that dream job you've been waiting for. Sometimes people aren't sure how to immediately get to the dream job, and that can cause a lot of frustration and disappointment. Sometimes the dream job may be an opportunity that is created from a previously created advancement opportunity that you've had in your career. The idea is, do you know what the end goal or at least the chapter goal here is for you in that dream job? So think about that for a minute with me. Is there a certain title, an organization, a position, an opportunity that you see in the job 
that is going to make you feel like you've gotten exactly where you want to be at this moment. And you are proud to tell your family and friends and your loved ones. And you are super excited about getting to go to work every day. It's that opportunity in knowing that you've gotten the job that makes the world of difference. For me and my career path, when I was teaching middle school mathematics and I was ready to level up, I had been 14 years in the position and I was actively looking for three years to figure out what that next position was going to be. I had a good job. I loved the people I was working with. I loved what I was doing, but I was ready to level up. And so when I moved to the District of Columbia Public Schools and I ended up supervising 21 instructional coaches across 13 middle schools, that was a huge administrative and supervisory type promotion for me that it was absolutely the job. It was the job for me in what I wanted to do next. Now, a side note, it also came with a 12% pay cut. So just because we are leveling up doesn't always mean we're leveling up in terms of our compensation either. I made a conscious choice to take a pay cut in order to move my career forward. We'll talk about that in a future podcast as well. But what happened after being at D.C. public schools was that I then found another job that I was very excited to go to, and that was working for the state superintendent. Again, for an educator, it was the pinnacle to get a job working for the state superintendent in a particular department. For me, it happened to be assessment. And when that job took some interesting twists and turns, I pivoted towards a job, which was a lateral in a different organization because I knew there were some reorganizations coming and I wasn't absolutely confident I was going to land well once that reorg happened. Now, I took things into my own hands and I did find a job and I took that lateral and it was a lateral in compensation but it allowed me to get out of a situation I was no longer comfortable in. And then five years later, I had an opportunity to open my coaching practice full-time and without question for me, that has been the job. So now, to help you decide if you want a job or the job, here are my five tips for you. Number one, Assess your current job situation. That means you need to take a hard look at exactly whether or not you want to stay or go from this current position. Do a risk analysis. What are the things you really like about your job? What are the things you are unhappy about your job? Now, if you go to my website at johnnarrell.com, right there on the homepage, there are some free resources for you to download that are in conjunction with my book, Your Mid-Career GPS, Four Steps to Figure Out What's Next. That pro contractor is an Excel spreadsheet that is going to allow you 
to put in the things you really like about the job, things you really don't like about the job. It can be your current job. It could be a future opportunity. We need to take a hard look at some data and some facts to help us inform a decision. That's why taking an assessment of your current job is so important. It's important for me to acknowledge that there are always benefits to staying in a job, just as much as there are benefits to leaving in a current job. Now, as a coach, I take a very impartial role because I am not invested in a specific or particular outcome for my clients when they're looking for a new job. My clients could come to me and say that they want to open up a basket weaving business. And whether or not I think that's the right move for them is not important. My job as their coach is to get really curious and say, why is that important to you? And then help them work through all of the things that they need to see in order to make that opportunity for them something they can reach a clear decision about. And that's just one of the many benefits about coaching is that we just take a very impartial stance in whatever the outcome is, because I always believe that my clients are going to make the best decisions for them. Tip number two, solicit honest feedback from your most trusted colleagues. Whenever we want to have and receive feedback from our colleagues, it is a great opportunity to have a branding conversation about who you are and what you do. Think about the questions you want to ask. Make sure you're asking open-ended questions that are going to give you the information you need and you want based on the questions you're asking. Don't just ask, how am I doing? Ask something very specific, be it regarding your performance or how you are leading a meeting or your leadership style uh, in a particular aspect of it. Make sure that the questions you ask are going to help people give you the feedback that you need. Notice I'm not saying the feedback you want. We all want really good feedback. And when we want feedback that is a little more constructive or critical, it's understandable that that may be a little bit hard to hear. You need that kind of feedback as well. So for example, I can remember when I was getting to make some moves, I would ask my colleagues this question. How much do you believe I am undervalued or underutilized in my current role? Some of them said they didn't see that. Others were very clear about where they felt I was undervalued or underutilized. Asking a question like, if you could see me doing something else, what would that be? Getting this information is going to help you refine or fine tune those things or criteria that you're looking for that are going to help you land or pivot toward the job or very simply a job. 
I believe one of the most painful things we will ever endure in our professional career is feeling and knowing that we are undervalued and underutilized. Very simply because we know we're capable of more. But if there's a ceiling in the organization we can't get through, or there isn't a spot on the org chart for you to move toward, your skills may be undervalued and underutilized. And at that point, you then have to make a decision whether or not you're going to move towards a job that may open up some additional opportunities for you down the road, or you move to the job the exact position where you believe your potential and the chance of you doing some incredibly great things is optimized because you're in that role. Tip number three, ask yourself, why is the next move important to me? When you're thinking about making a move, it is vital for you to be clear about why the move is important to you. What are you going to get out of it? How does it impact you personally? How does it impact you professionally? How will your life be better after making such a career change? If you are listening to this podcast right now and you're saying to yourself, I'm good where I'm at, I'm happy, I don't want to advance, I love what I'm getting to do, there's something there for you as well to lean in on and just acknowledge you're in a really good spot. Sometimes we have to really appreciate those moments where we're truly happy where we are. So if the move isn't important to you, take some time just to appreciate where you are and why that's important to you. But if you're looking to level up and move, make sure you're clear on why that move is important to you. Tip number four, put a plan together. Now, a lot of times people put their own plans together and very frankly, there's nothing wrong in that. As a coach, I help my clients put their plans together because after all, Rome wasn't built in a day and neither is your mid-career GPS. I follow a very systematic and proven process with my clients to help them prepare, position, and promote who they are and what they do so they can show up to find a job they love or love the job they have. Getting a plan in place honors the things that you've discussed in the self-assessment. It is also reflective of the things that you are looking to move toward to make your professional life better. So again, whether you're looking for a job or the job, get the plan together. And lastly, tip number five, execute that plan fearlessly. I'm not saying execute the plan. I'm saying execute it fearlessly. Give it time, stay focused, quiet the noise around you. Be careful who you share this with because there may be people in your life who will try to persuade you not to make the move. You have to decide whether or not you want to tell them. When we execute our plans fearlessly, 
without question, we are competent and confident in our value and in our worth for how we can help and serve either our current organization in a different capacity or a new organization because we're the solution to a problem that that organization has identified and they're bringing us in to help them with that. If you have not had chance to take a listen to the previous episode, episode 68, where I talked to heart-centered financial advisor, Laura Rotter, and we talked about your money story, please go back and take a listen to that because as we execute these plans, it's important to know what the impact is going to be for us financially as well. It's a great episode. Definitely go back. Laura has some wonderful things to share. And just as a side note, I experimented with a different format for my interviews, and I appreciate the people who reached out and gave me some feedback on that. Um, One of the things is that we just jumped right into a quote and people were like, I thought I missed like half the episode with that. Um, So I'm going to clean all those things up with future episodes, but um, definitely go back and take a listen to Laura because she's got some great things to say around our financial health and our worth and also what that means for us to execute these plans fearlessly. In closing, keep in mind, we spend a lot of time at work. And if you've been working from home for almost the last couple of years, you've found ways to maybe strive to hit some kind of balance in what working from home is like versus being at home and things like that. We spend a lot of time with our jobs. Our jobs are important to us. It gives us money. It allows us to honor our responsibilities and take care of things. And it is absolutely natural understandable, and part of the process that as we navigate through our career journeys, we are going to feel unhappy at times. And when we feel unhappy and we listen to that voice inside of us, it is our opportunity to decide whatever is next, if it's going to be a job or the job, but how we want to get there and how we get there is by building our mid-career GPS. Whether you are navigating toward a job or the job, you need a plan. And that plan is building a mid-career GPS. So if you want some additional help with that, here's a few things you can do. Join my private Facebook group. Go to Facebook and search for your mid-career GPS. Answer the membership questions and join a wonderful group of like-minded people who, like you, are all trying to navigate toward whatever is next. There's some wonderful discussions going on in the Facebook group. I'd love to have you join us and be a part of it. Make sure to visit johnnarrell.com to download all of your free resources for your mid-career GPS that include a job search tracker, the pro-con list, and all of the reflection questions in the book. Make sure to visit Amazon to pick up your copy of your mid-career GPS today, as well as my previous book, Show Up, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career. Y'all know the routine. If you would do so kindly on your favorite listening platform, kindly leave a five-star rating and review. That certainly will definitely help and help me grow this podcast and extend my reach to more people each and every week. 
And we're a week out from Thanksgiving. I can't believe it, but I am looking forward to being back with you next week with another conversation and a wonderful opportunity to share some more tips to help you build your mid-career GPS. So remember, we build our mid-career GPSs one mile or one step at a time, and how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day.